absolutely. It depends on the uh, COR of the flagstick, so the Coefficient Restitution flagstick. In U.S. Opens, I'll take it out, and uh, every other tour event, when it's uh, fiberglass, I'll leave it in and bounce that ball against the flagstick if I need to. Welcome back, podcast patrons, to another episode of Leave the Pin Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Dan, and we've got our new cast member, new member of the crew, even though he's an original member, uh, new official member, Tyler, the creator. Tyler, what's a good word? How's it going? It's great to be back on. Yeah. So uh, did you think you'd be back so soon? Uh, no. I mean, <laughs> it was it was about a year or nothing, and now it's, what, two weeks in a row? Well, you've, uh, you've made an impression... Week. You've made an impression on the listeners out there, and uh, they 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 love what you create, and uh, they like hearing you on the pod as well. Well, that's good. That's good. Well, anytime that uh, Scott can't be around, I'll I'll be glad to try to fill his shoes, even though he knows much more than I do, and is probably going to be much more interesting than I am. <laughs> well, it's just a it's a different perspective, you know. And this is just uh, it's a crazy week for me. Uh, the boys are super involved with sports. I literally have no time after work to get it done. So we figured we record one right now. Um, so we're recording Sunday, midday Sunday, early afternoon. And the PNC Father-Son Challenge has just gone into a playoff. That's, that's the amazing golf we get on TV with the Hero World Challenge ending a day early so everyone can get to Australia. And we get washed-up tour pros with their kids playing golf on national television uh tyler have you watched any of this at all i've had zero time this weekend to watch any of it so i haven't um been following a little bit um but uh not much not much it's it's one of those like made for tv events where it kind of used to be cool when it was the shark shootout and now it's the pnc father-son challenge um it loses all credibility in my mind when every single vignette and every single um, graphic comes up with John Daly's son as little John Daly. I, <laughs> I literally want to check and see if this is this kid's actual God-given birthright name, little John Daly. I, I've always fashioned myself as a little John Daly, actually. Uh, well, you used to be a bigger little John Daly, but now <laughs> you are much smaller little John Daly. Uh, John Daly, I feel like sometimes is my spirit animal with golf. <laughs> he is beyond interesting to watch. Um, the son is actually a pretty decent player. He's 16. He does the whole AJGA circuit and, and all that when obviously when your dad's John Daly and you make so much money selling merch outside of the Hooters on uh, Main Street in Augusta, you can afford that type of lifestyle. Yeah, yeah. But like, again, he's little John Daly, but uh, we're, we're using little in quotation marks there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, so that's in, that's in a playoff. I, I don't even know who's in the playoff. Honestly, it's just six random privileged, uh, golfers, three adults, three children. It's whatever. I could care less, but the hero world challenge just finished up this week. And, uh, it was not, not the ending everyone wanted when they turned it on Saturday morning and saw that tiger woods through eight holes was in the lead. Henrik Stenson, who, I know he's a funny guy off the course, uh, but for my money, it's just boring as hell. Henrik Stenson goes off and wins by a stroke. Uh, Tyler, what, what, 
what do you think would have happened in the golf world if Tiger won his first two events of the year? Well, uh, of the fall season, if you will, not the year. Sorry. I mean, it. This year's been an awesome year. To I, you know me, I unlike you, am not the world's most giant Tiger fan. Uh, I like Tiger. I like the comeback story. Um, but I think it's just, it's incredibly impressive to see him this year after, you know, taking a nap on his steering wheel a couple years ago to now he's constantly in contention, constantly in the top of the field. Um, and it gives me a lot of hope going into next week, uh, how dominant I think we're going to be. Yeah, I mean, and it's not to say he's still not taking naps on his steering wheel every now and again, although now <laughs> he might just be behind the wheel of a golf cart instead of a, you know, an authorized motor vehicle that's street legal. Uh, yeah, the, the U.S. team at this point looks completely unstoppable if they keep playing that way. I mean, you look at, at JT, Reed, and Tiger, just, you know, three guys in the top four, the hero. Um, and, and honestly, I mean... What do you have going for the international? You have Adam Scott. Uh, yeah, I mean and crickets, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's really like, and a uh, lot of South Koreans. I mean, how many South Koreans are on the international team? Uh, I think, oh gosh, I think only two at this point. Uh, Sunjay M, off the top of my head, is one. Um, and then whoever replaced Day, I can't. Uh, that's ah, going to bug me. And I really don't feel like looking it up right now. But, uh, oh, uh, yeah, that's that's it, I think. There might be another. There might be another. It might be a Japanese player or so. But, I mean, you know, Woodland w- was up there. Finau finished the weekend incredibly. Reed, Tiger, JT, like I said. I mean, it. gosh, it, it, it could be 25 to 2, you know. Um, but it is golf. So we could come into the finals, into the final day, to the singles matches, and it could be a, you know two points apart. You never know. But on paper, as of right now, after playing the hero, it literally looks like the U.S. is going to completely dominate. Uh, yeah. Other news coming out of the Hero World Challenge would be Patrick Reed uh, just you know blatantly improving his lie because why no, not? No, no, no. Why... That's oh, no. camera angle. That's camera angle. Oh, no, no, my, no. oh my bad. It, <laughs> so the so this you know it's funny because people don't know this, but you had a um, career and studied special effects, uh, yes. makeup artistry, and special effects before this and before you got into teaching. So, is it possible that maybe some sort of special effects were being used by the Golf Channel cameras to frame? Patrick Reed. Maybe it really wasn't his fault. I, it's, I'm smelling conspiracy. Uh, no, actually, I'm not. Uh, I also uh, teach photography and know how camera lenses work. And I can understand, you know, when you go to a camera, in real life, we have three dimensions. Cameras have two dimensions. So it could look, you know, kind of, it could flatten the image out. And I could see his argument. However, when he places the club down directly behind the ball, and you can barely see the ball before he places the club down, swings it out, sweeps away sand, and then when his, on his come-through, on his practice swing, he's now six inches back away from the ball. And then he does the exact same thing again to clear out more space. It's, it's Patrick Reed being Patrick Reed. Yeah. What's, I, I mean, 
he is not i've i've never been a huge fan of him um i've you know when he won the masters i was not pumped on it i don't think Um, anybody was but i will tell you this this week coming up because i love america I'm the biggest Patrick Reed fan this week. <laughs> so patriotism trumps Reed's cheating. Absolutely. Uh, you know, Reed I, strikes me as that guy who is like the oblivious tour pro. Nothing is ever his fault, right? Like, putt was misread, putt misses hole, caddy's fault. Completely. Reed's- and- Right, reads in bunker, brushes sand away, and what's hilarious is the fact that you see the sand moving off of his club. So it's not like camera angle, like, ooh, it made it look. Okay, here's a great example, too, for the golfers out there. You watch golf on TV, and almost 90% of people look like they're fading their shot, right? Because, like you said, with the camera angles, everything always looks like it's being pushed off to the right. And then you hear, like, Oh, he played a draw into that one. And especially before shot trace, so this was very, very common, is everything always looked like it was going right. And then a hole would be 30 yards left of a player, and the ball would end up on the green. And you'd be like, how in the world was that possible? And that's the camera angle. But the camera angle is not responsible for the sand falling off the back of his club as he shovels it away. Twice in a row. Um... I mean, well, the second one's for good measure, obviously. Yeah. You gotta make sure you gotta get your he literally played that bunker shot like a thirty handicap would. Settle the club down behind there, or like if you were practicing in the bunker. You Which, know, it, it's it, it's waste area, so it's not quite a bunker, so he can ground the club in it. Right? Like right, but it, it's okay. it's the improvement. It right, it's yeah. the improvement of the lie, which I mean, there were footprints. He's not lying about that, but I would love to see an aerial view of that, like a before and after, you know, like a topography map. And it would look like the the crater surface of the moon before he got in. And then it would probably look like a shimmering piece of uh, glass once he got done after he smoothed everything away. Yeah. Yeah. And the absolute um, the thing that I noticed, I don't know if you saw this, that made me that solidified my dislike for Patrick Reed is uh what does he post that night on social media? He I don't uses, know. I used to follow him. He uses his son's birthday as an excuse to try to draw attention away from it. And sometimes you got to hate the internet, but sometimes you got to love it. Almost every comment was about, you should get him a shovel. You should get him. <laughs> you should build him a sandbox and get a, a bulldozer for it. And just laying into him. Because it was so obvious that he was just using it to deflect from, you know, the attention, the negative attention he was getting. And even if you listen to his apology, it, he, he, it was just excuse after excuse. And honestly, what I was kind of hoping for was I was hoping for the next day. Cause that was round three. I was hoping that, you know, at the end of round four, Tiger would have said, look, you know, we don't want to draw any negative attention to America. So Patrick reads out of the president's cup. We're bringing somebody oh, else. Oh my in. God. I that, would, that would love have been it. Just amazing. Like, absolutely amazing it never happened because tiger's playing so well and the controversy that would create would just be you know nuts but gosh that would set the internet ablaze and you're so right the internet is is extremely creative and extremely clever 
at times. For all its nuances and negativity, uh, people can be funny. And let's be honest, Patrick Reed brings us on himself. He always does. Um, he is also, and this is what I find hilarious too, he played a new set of irons this week that didn't get as much attention as I wish it would have. But they're from this Japanese club maker, very small Japanese club maker, and they're emblazoned with his logo. And Patrick Reed has his own logo. So normally I would hate on that, right? Because most pros have some variation of their initials in some type of, um, you know, swirly logo. Tiger has the famous TW, but Sergio has the SG. Justin Thomas has them. DJ has it. Brooks Kepka has it. Tom Brady has it. All these famous athletes just go off of their initials, which is very boring. Patrick Reed has an eagle. So these irons, these forged irons, which look gorgeous, have this red eagle on them. And they say Reed on it, or Patrick Reed, I believe, actually. Uh, he thinks, and the company thinks, that these are going to sell. Now, mind you, these are probably hand-forged in a Japanese steel house there, which are super expensive, kind of like Miura irons, which go for anywhere between two and three grand for a set. So Patrick Reed thinks he's going to sell a ton of these irons. I have no idea what the market might be. Or who the person is that would purchase a set of P. Reed irons? Do you have any clue, Tyler? Uh, zero. I mean, I've I nobody I've ever talked to about golf has him as one of their favorites to watch, one of their favorites to root for. Um, I mean, I'm sure he can sell a couple dozen sets, but uh, I just don't see them. I mean. He's not likable enough to have his own branding and make his own brand. I, 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 I can't even fathom a couple dozen selling. But maybe, maybe there are people out there that absolutely love Patrick Reed. And they need to spend two grand on a set of irons that he endorses. Um, you know, who knows? Maybe we're in the minority of people hating Patrick Reed. And there's a whole segment of the population that just absolutely loves him. But I yeah, can't I, see more I don't, than maybe 10 sets. I don't think so. Do you remember when um, I think it was ESPN did that poll a while ago with uh, yes. people on the tour? I don't think we're in the uh, minority for our feelings on Patrick Reed. Yeah, I just for for a company to put that much money and that much publicity behind an individual and then to expect to make some type of return on investment, I just... It's unfathomable to me, honestly. But who knows? Maybe he's enormous. Maybe he's huge in Japan. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I, I would, I would doubt it. I, I, I would not be, um, I would not be putting my money on that. And uh, let's be honest, I'm kind of a fool with what I put my money on. As you could see, uh, you posted on the Instagram, but I bet big this week. I made. You a, did. You. I did almost a full dollar. I, I did 50 cents. I did a 50 cent bet on Woodland and uh, now my kids can't go to college because I lost. So, so I would like to get into this a little bit because it literally cracks me up and people were DMing me and asking me, Hey, what gambling site do you use? And I was like, no, like, look, I, that's, it's not me. I literally posted like a friend of mine. I didn't want to, I didn't want to out you and blow up your spot if you will. Um, but you are, you're a degenerate gambler. You're, you're, you're throwing tons of coin out I, there. I am. I am. I started, uh, they just made it, um, legal in Pennsylvania for the FanDuel sports book thing. 
Right. Well, and, let's not get let's not give out any free ads unless they're. Oh paying. yeah, yeah. yeah. But you know, yeah. for an online betting house. <laughs> yes, and um, they uh, I put five bucks in, uh, in August, and I've just been making fifty cent or twenty five cent bets. <laughs> on things things that I wouldn't like regularly watch just because it makes me care a little bit more. So like I'll put like a 25 cent bet on some random college football game and then I watch the football game and it's so much more enjoyable because uh, I actually care who wins and loses. So um, you, you put 50 cents on Gary Woodland to win and that really wasn't a bad bet. That was a pretty I, solid bet there for a while. He was in the lead. I know. I bet it before – before the tournament, I, I'm a big Woodland fan. I like him. I like him as a person. Um, and uh, so I, I, you know, I was willing to take 50 cents of my hard-earned money and uh, put it towards Woodland. And um, I should have cashed out Thursday night because I would have, or not Thursday night. Uh, what was it? Friday night uh, after day three. I should have cashed out because I could have got 81 cents. Instead, I said, he's in the lead. He's going to hang on to it. And then I think he was like one over on the last day and ended up in seventh, I'm pretty sure. So uh, I walked away with nothing. Gotcha. Uh, real quick, breaking breaking news. Everyone's dying to know. Uh, Team Longer, Bernhard Longer and his son uh, won the PNC Father-Son Challenge. I'm not sure if his son anchors the putter, uh, quote-unquote, like Bernhard still does. But uh, there you go. Yet another win for the ageless wonder so how much have you won since august what is your five dollar output at right now uh let me pull it up real quick uh i'm pretty sure i'm down to like 65 cents <laughs> oh so you're live you're living on the edge you know maybe you should have put some money in the pnc father son i should have uh i could put on the president's cup right now and i'm pretty sure with a 50 cent bet oh, i have a dollar 29 in the account so oh, i've lost good. I've lost $3.71, but uh, I could put money on the President's Cup, but I'm pretty sure. Let's see if I pull it up. All right, let's see if I put it on USA. I'll put it in right now. I'll do it. A 50-cent bet to win 18 cents. I'm betting it. You hear, heard it here first. I am betting on USA to win, and I will win 18 cents. Why don't you just throw the whole dollar sixty-one or whatever you have left on the international team for the enormous upset? Because it's not going to happen. Yeah, but that's that's what a real degenerate gambler would do. That's what real balls are throwing all the money that you have left. You you literally go into bankruptcy, but you'll put it on the underdog to win. Uh, yeah, I'm not that much of a degenerate to bet against okay. America. <laughs> Especially bet against America, and I mean, I hate to, to sound too cocky, but what is in most likely a sure thing. So you're 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 looking at this eighteen cents as something that you feel is already in your pocket. Oh, oh, that's that's good as gold, baby. All right, so you're looking on to the next week already because you want it. Congratulations on your eighteen cent win. <laughs> I mean, if okay, so here's the deal: if you were that confident, why not throw the whole dollar sixty one in the U.S. Well, try know. to make yourself somewhere around 60 cents. Uh, I mean, that's just getting crazy now. I, I mean, I only have 79 cents left in the account now. <laughs> you know, I can't, I can't, I'm not made of money here. We're going to have to, uh, I think this is something you're going to have to continually update people with uh, on Instagram and on the pod. Also, I guess, I guess 
big news is is as the pod's expanding, and I guess this is a great time uh, now more than ever to talk about it. So as the pod's expanding, we are adding people to the program. You know, you've always been uh, a member, but you've always been kind of a behind-the-scenes member, right? Always done kind of our, our digital media, uh, our graphics. Uh, obviously, everyone knows you from designing the logo and all the podcast logos that we've had. Uh, doing most of the shirts and all those things. So, but now we've brought you kind of to the forefront, right? Now we've given you your time to shine, and then with that, you have created a new Instagram account. And I know you didn't want to use Tyler the Creator because you thought you might be sued by the rapper. But at the rate that rappers are passing away nowadays, I mean, that might be yours sooner than later, Tyler. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, uh, I just, I figured the creator. Uh, is it creator LTP is the way to go. I'm actually posting my bet right now so that everybody can follow it. Um, on so creator. If, <clears throat> yeah. If you have your phones handy and you're listening to this now, if you're driving, don't, don't do it. You know, we don't want to encourage accidents or anything, but go to Instagram, follow Tyler at creator LTP. And we're going to be adding, um, some new Instagram accounts to the leave the pin family. And they will all have the LTP at the end. So, you know, that, for the most part, hopefully people aren't trying to copy that and get in on it, but for the most part, they'll be officially branded uh, Leave the Pin partner. So Tyler is definitely on, and um, Scott is going to be creating his own one. And then we've got two people in the future that are going to be added on as well, but we're going to have them on the pod in order to do that. But be on the lookout for that. Uh, one is someone that is near and dear to the Leave the Pin family, most people know, but another one is is actually going to be a, a left coast West Coast correspondent for us. And um, him and I had a great chat yesterday, and we're going to work some stuff out and uh, be able to enter into a partnership with a left coast representative for Leave the Pin. So we're going to be spreading spreading the joy, Tyler, across the country. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I- I'm excited about the Instagram as well as I'm just excited about we started uh, – you had an idea a couple weeks ago to start creating some shirts for – tour events and um we've been brainstorming ones for the future and i think they're going to be a lot of fun a lot of you know one-off shirts that uh are brand specific for events so whichever whichever your event is near and dear to your heart i'm sure we'll have one that comes out for it and uh you know if you if there's anything you guys want to see make sure you reach out to me send me a, a dm through instagram and i'm going to do my best to make everybody the shirts that they deserve and that they want. Yeah, and for the people with short-term memory loss, that's again uh, at creator L-T-P for Tyler's Instagram account. So speaking of the shirts, uh, on bonfire.com, but easier to go to, just go to our link in our bio on the Instagram account, which is at leave the pin, as everybody knows, and you can check them all out there. So we've got a President Cup, President's Cup, excuse me, one up right now that says Team Woods. And then one of my favorites that you designed is the Waste Management one, which is a little bit far away from Waste Management. But we wanted to give people the opportunity to have it in hand in case they're at the tournament, whether they're going with a bachelor party or their friends or whatever, and you want to get noticed. Um, our Majorly Wasted, because we know most people there are Majorly Wasted, uh, that is available on site, as well as all of our original um, podcast logo, T-shirts, sweatshirts, hoodies, crew nests, et cetera, et cetera. Everything that you need to be leave the pin logoed up is there, and link is in our bio. Um, Tyler, I know that you've had an enormous bodily transformation over the last two to three years, 
And the patron saint of Leave the Pin, Bryson DeChambeau, has also had an enormous bodily change, although his was over the last month or so. And he's bulked up. His only goal this offseason is to get huge, as he says. And he gained, quote-unquote, 25 pounds of muscle, which, you know, me being in the business that I'm in and knowing what I know and with, through my education, we know that that's impossible. Even through steroid use over that short period of time, it's impossible. But Bryson is, is, uh, is prone to embellishment, if you will. And he played this week with his, with his new body and his bulked-up body, and he was crushing the ball, uh, but he flat-out sucked. Well, okay, so this is where, this, I kind of have the reverse of Bryson, but uh, let me read the exact text that I sent to you and then you responded. I sent you a link uh, about him gaining the weight, and I said, the patron saint is going to be jacked. And you said, yeah, but he's playing like crap. And I go, he's still hitting bombs. Give him some time to figure out his new body, rewrite some of the calculus and geometry of it, and he'll be back in time for the Masters. And I... I stand behind that. Um, you have played with me at three different levels. Uh, when I was 400 pounds, you played with me. And then when I lost some of the weight at 300 pounds, you played with me. And now where I'm at now, which is right around two, sometimes a little bit under, sometimes uh, like a pound or two over, but right around 200. Um, I've changed my game three different times in the past four years. You're, that, you literally are the shrinking Tiger Woods. Like, Tiger well, has changed his swing four different times now. You just need to do it one more time, and you will be Tiger Woods. Yeah, uh, except I am so much worse than Tiger Woods. <laughs> um, but it, it is true. When your body changes, the way you swing a club changes. Everything about that changes. And for you... Um, I mean, you've had the exact same body since you were eight years old. So for you, it's very consistent, um, where I understand the difference of, you know, when I was playing four years ago, I could not hold the irons where I was supposed to. I held my irons like they were drivers because well, I, that's, that's because your enormous bosom got in the way. Exactly. Literally my gut was in the way of where my irons should have been. Um, and so I've changed everything up and I've had to relearn and Bryson had everything. I mean, dude, his clubs are all the same size. Everyone okay, of his but, irons but, is okay, the same but, size. He look, had, but here, here's the bottom line. Here's the bottom line, right? That extra 25 pounds, let it, 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 it's not okay. But the extra, let's say 10 pounds that he put on and a little bit of muscle mass, he's going to lose so much of that because once he gets to the meat and potatoes of the PGA Tour season, when he's playing six events in a row, a week off, four events in a row, a week off, he's not going to be able to train day in and day out and play Fortnite like he does day in and day out. So that's, he can't keep up the routine that he's on now. So what I don't get is the fact that he's, you know, Bryson's nuts, right? Everything he does is to extremes. So... This extreme is to gain as much mass as possible, but like you said, his swing is changing because his body is changing, and I guarantee he cannot get into the same slots and the same positions as he could two months ago. Now, with I, that being said, he's getting used to this now, right? Yeah. What happens in two months from now when he's trying to 
get used to the body that he had, but it's a different body again. Like, why uh, go changing something that was working so well? Well, it was working well. But when, when you're somebody at the level that, that Bryson's at, good enough is not good enough. He, right, but I don't think the physique change is, is what's going to enable him to become a better player. You know, like, hurry the hell up a bit and, and stop thinking about so many things. That might help him become a better player. Obviously, you've never done advanced calculus to figure out where to hit the ball on the course. It takes no, time. No, look, dude, I, <laughs> I, I literally aim 20 yards right of every green, draw the ball in, and, and that's what I do. You know, now, granted, I hit my drives like 240, 245, and he's hitting his 340, 345. So there is some angle of descent and some apex uh, that he needs to worry about that I don't. But, you yeah, know. Yeah, I mean, you and I, you and I both hate slow play. I mean, you and I legitimately this year played 18 holes in I'm pretty sure an hour and 45 minutes. And that was uh, a course that you had to drive some holes, you know, a quarter mile in between the two holes. And, right. we and still that's not us rushing either just to get done. Like that's no. taking your time talking. It's just when it's your turn to hit, just hit the ball. And I get it's a different level and the pace, pace of play on tours abominably slow and let's be honest the pga tour doesn't really want to do anything about it because if the rounds were shorter they'd sell less television time they'd sell less advertising time so no one wants anything to change but there are other things that bryson could have done like work on his putting work on his short game which are the two detriments to his game uh you know that that could have helped him a ton but instead he wants to gain 25 pounds and become you know so muscle bound and, and locked up that he can't swing freely, and it showed this week, and hopefully next week he doesn't curse America and and turn on America by turning heel and becoming a communist and helping out the international team. <laughs> I don't think we have to worry about that. <laughs> yeah, because but there's there's no I, real communist on the international team, but no, but well, they're not American, so they're communists. But look, for the most part, they <laughs> are all Americans. They're like eighty percent of the team lives in America. <laughs> Yeah, that is true. Um, but, I mean, I just – I really have high hopes for Bryson. I think he's he's smarter. I mean, he at least pretends that he is smarter than um, anybody else. So he knows what he's doing. Uh, I got to have – Bryson information. I got to you know, have faith in him. Yeah, he's smart with things that work for him. Let me, you know? let me put – my feelings on Bryson DeChambeau are I love him. But I feel like if I knew him personally, I would hate his guts. See, I like I, I, I can bash because it's like, you know, you can always be hardest on the ones you love the most, right? Because yeah. they'll always come back. So that's how I feel with Bryson. Like, he literally is one of my favorite players. Like, I'm not BSing. He literally is one of the reasons that the podcast is called Leave the Pin. And the, the company is called Leave the Pin is be, because of this fool who wears his Kangol-style hats and swings, you know, single-length clubs. Like, I love the eccentricity that he brings because he's a lunatic. And I love that for golf because for t too long, golf has been, like, the same five foot eleven, six foot two white guy from a country club, you know? And anything that's different than that, I absolutely love. So I love Bryson, but I want what's best for him. And I do not believe that this is best for him. That's the reason that, I mean, going back to, we were just talking about Daly earlier. It's the reason I love Daly. 
is because he was so different than everybody else you saw. John sure. Daly, John Daly's the living equivalent of Ronnie Dangerfield's character in Caddyshack. Basically. Like, he is that in real life on the actual tour. Um, so I always loved, I loved him because of that. And that's why I love Bryson because he's not the same normal guy. He's different, you know? Yeah, uh, un- unfortunately, with the amount of money that's on tour nowadays and the amount of money that sponsors give out, that type of player is going by the wayside. Like, it's very, very difficult to find a player that will speak their mind, that will go outside the box because there's no money outside the box. All the money's inside the box. So if everyone conforms and finds themselves inside that box, then everyone's okay. You know, well, it's, but like, I, it's, it's like the UFC problem with UFC. Uh, everybody is the same in UFC now. It's not interesting to me. I don't want to watch it. I wanted to watch UFC back in the day when it was, you know, 310 pound tank Abbott fighting 160 pound Ken Shamrock. That was interesting to me, but now everybody's the exact same, you know? Well, everyone's within the weight classes, but I think what, what I hate about the UFC and not to dive too much off topic, but you know, this relates because it's a sports promotion, but everybody in the UFC now calls each other out, right? Everybody puts on this Conor McGregor-style show of like, I'll kill your mother and everyone in between. And like, oh, you'll do that, I'll cut your legs off. And then, you know, they fight and they shake hands afterwards and everyone's okay. I would love one dude nowadays to just sit there calm at a press conference and be like, look, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to completely dissect video on this individual. I will exploit his weaknesses. I will find everything that hurts him and, you know, multiply my game plan in order to destroy him from the inside out. Nice and calm. And people would be like, whoa, what? Aren't you going to, like, stand up and scream and start cursing? No, I don't need to do that. And that's what's great about Bryson is that everybody else sits there and is talking about the same old stuff with what they're working on with their game, and he's sitting there talking about cutting all his clubs to the same length and, you know, everything he does or the coefficient what what is it that he's it's top, top of the podcast i should know yes, it by now coefficient of restitution there we go um you know it's just i love it i love the bizarreness of him i feel like he's a character i i i don't know if that's who he is as a real person but i like it <laughs> i love the fact that he tricked a almost you know, $100 million company into making clubs to his specifications and then tricking them again to selling them out to the main public. (laughs) Like, that's absolutely brilliant. You know, he's got a brilliant mind. Um, He's a funny, funny guy. Funny guy. Um, So speaking of clubs, actually, great segue. I got my clubs in from Spargo Golf. Got custom fit a while back. People, I'm sure, have seen that on Instagram and everything. But I went out today. In 34-degree weather, balmy 34 degrees here in the Poconos, Tyler. And went out, and I played nine holes at Indian Mountain, uh, a goat track out by us. And five greens were snow-covered. One green was half ice-covered, half sand-covered. And then the three other greens were all sand-covered. Jeez. One fairway was... Uh, probably about 70 yards of ice. Uh, it was definitely an experience, but I cannot be any happier with the clubs and I cannot rave anymore about the experience at Spargo golf and the work that Steve and John put in for, God, five hours. You know, I was there a a month ago or three weeks ago or so. 
But uh, obviously not the most ideal conditions today, but it's what we got, and it's probably going to be the best day for the next up- upcoming week because it's supposed to get warmer, but it's supposed to rain, and then we're supposed to get snow again on Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like two days of, of warmth, and by warmth I mean like 45 degrees, and uh, then it's back to snow. Yeah. And the two days so. of warmth are pouring rain. So, yeah, I, I dude, I love your clubs. I think they look so nice. I love the coloring. Um, appreciate uh and they just they they look super clean super nice so i think you uh i think you got some winners there yeah you know what's funny too you know how like sometimes putters are the easiest thing people change right most often yeah and and sometimes it's just looking at something different to instill all this confidence and i think a lot for me was for five hours, I hit balls and I chipped and I putted and I took full swings and half swings and three quarter swings. And we went through every iteration of shaft and club head like that I could possibly muster. You know, I was exhausted afterwards. I was sore the next day. Like, and I'm a guy that works out, you know, a good two, two and a half hours a day. And I was sore from hitting, you know, close to 300 balls and sitting and standing in a putting position for two hours straight and hitting hundreds of putts. But in my mind, what was so amazing is the fact that. Every variable that I've had over the course of my golfing career, which is, you know, over 20 years now, I've always had those things in the back of my head when I hit a bad shot. Like, oh, I wonder if this club does fit properly. I wonder if it was fit properly. I wonder if it's the right brand. I wonder if it's the right right law. All those things. Now, I feel like if I hit a bad shot, it's me. Like, dude, it's nothing to do with your clubs, man. You're cool. The swing just wasn't there on that shot. Go to the next one. You know, and it's literally yeah. put my mind at ease. I walked nine holes through ice and snow in an hour and 40 minutes. I mean, I took my time, set up behind the ball, everything that you would normally do, and you feel like you're taking too long to do it. I looked down at the watch. It was like an hour 40, hour 45. I'm on the ninth green, and I was like, this was phenomenal. Like, didn't lose a ball, hit almost every fairway. Um, you know, it's tough to judge distances when it's so cold out nowadays, but for the most part was right up by the greens, you know, it sucks that it was cold, but it really was a pleasurable experience. Yeah. Um, now I'm excited to, uh, I don't know if you want to talk about this, give a little promo to, uh, and and I don't know if it'll come out in a week or week and a half, but, uh, I'm excited to see what those clubs do next week. Yeah, so we're taking a trip. We're taking an official Leave the Pin uh, production to Infinity Golf in kind of Phillipsburg, Easton area. Uh, Phillipsburg, New Jersey, Easton, Pennsylvania is kind of one and the same. And uh, we're taking you, we're taking me, we're taking Scott. We're hitting up some simulator golf, doing some chipping and putting at their indoor putting green, their indoor chipping area, and going to have the owner on the podcast, Rob, as well. And so we'll record a pod from there that'll probably come out next, probably, what's today, Sunday? Probably a week from today. And uh, we'll hit that up and, and kind of see what simulator golf is like. Now, have and you ever anybody, done... I've never done... I've never hit on a simulator at all. I hit okay. one... Actually, that's not true. I hit one time at a golf galaxy. I was testing out a club. That's yeah, literally that's the only true. time... Uh, so I'm very excited for this. I'm also very excited for, um, some of the dumb bets that we're going to be able to make. Uh, the one I already thought of was I saw that their simulators can see your club head speed. So we're going to have a three-way bet of who can get the, uh, 
the fastest club head speed. No accuracy counts, just club head speed coming across. So if anybody has any ideas for some dumb bets that we can make using a simulator, please let us know, and we will definitely be doing them and putting them on Instagram. Yeah, it's uh, I've 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 been there once, and I went there once with Dan from Train on Main about gosh maybe eight nine years ago. It's under complete new ownership, but when when you pull in, it's it's very hard to to describe, and we'll do a better job next week. But when you pull in, it literally looks like an abandoned building, like an abandoned brick building in the middle of like a slum. Uh, you walk through these like nice black and white tile halls and you're like why does this exist there's a pizza place down the hall from it you open up these nondescript doors and it's like this abandoned warehouse but it's like as if an enormous 10,000 now maybe gosh probably bigger than that 30,000 square foot abandoned warehouse was turned into a golf fun house there is a full-size putting green in this one room there's a full-size chipping green where literally indoors you can hit 100-foot chips, 150-foot chips. Um, there's rough, there's sand. There's these two stations where you can hit into these kind of nets, and you could probably see the ball go, uh, I would say, maybe almost 30 yards, you know? And then they've got three simulator rooms. So it's just uh, it's a, it's a golfer's playground, and for people like us that can only be outside for nine months of the year, in nice weather, let's say, there's idiots like me who's outside today when you can barely even put a tee in the ground. Um, it is a a godsend. Yeah, and I'm looking I, forward to it. I'm excited. I'm ex- I literally haven't swung a club in about a month. So um, I'm not expecting much, but uh, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. It's I think, be fun I think, no matter what. I, you know what? What just came to my head? I think we need to get ideas from the listeners out there as to what course we should play because we will play 18 holes. We'll play 18 holes and then we'll do some other work with the simulator. Rob, the owner is going to show us kind of its full range of capabilities and everything it can do. So we're going to be there a bit. We're going to put some swings on your body, you know, but um, do you have any ideas right off the bat of, of what course you would like to play? Uh, I, I don't know what they have there, like what you could choose from, but I, I mean, think they have something like three to 500 courses in the simulator. Oh, I mean, yeah. of course you'd automatically go to like St. Andrews or somewhere at Pebble or well, Pebble sucks. Bandon. It does. Yeah. Pebble sucks on the simulator because the greens at Pebble are so tiny, so tiny. And it just makes simulator golf, um, even more difficult because the the biggest drawbacks for simulator golf are chipping and putting. And honestly, we'll probably just play automatic two putts um, because there's really no reason to putt. You know, uh, it, it's very difficult. It it takes up a lot of time. And what you really want to do is be hitting shots there. Um, so yeah. it's very difficult to hit the greens at Pebble because of the wind and the climatic conditions and the side hill downhill lies you know, that you're not experiencing from the flat lie where you're hitting, but those are being replicated on the course. So I think something that's more open um, can be a lot more fun. The St. Andrews, I think that's a great idea. I'm not too sure how that'll come across on a simulator because let's about, be like, honest. like Bandon Dunes or? If they have Bandon, that would be pretty sick, you know? it's That's something we're going to have to think about. I think we'll do a majority rule, so two out of three uh for it you know what we might be able to do or we do a contest we do a contest then whoever wins gets to pick 
I like that. That's an even better idea. I was thinking we could pay um, play Beth Page Black because I know that's a course that you want to play. And and uh, and as a little as a little insight, if you want a little bit behind the scenes, I'm working with some people that uh, happen to have maybe Beth Page Black in their name, and I know they listen on Instagram, and they would like to set up a uh, kind of a company versus company outing next spring. At Beth right. Page Black, so uh, so you may finally get your wish, my friend. I told you. I like what, that. I told I like, you. What. I like that. Now I will say I don't want to do Beth Page uh, for the simulator because um, you already have enough advantages over me, and you know that course. So I'd like to play a course that you've never played. Okay, so that enough. we're on it. We're on an even playing field. Understood. Understood. Well, I, I like that. I think maybe we'll do some type of chipping and putting contest. Then the winner gets to pick um, where we're going to play. Or if people have good ideas and they send us DMs and stuff through Instagram, that might be another way of doing it. We'll kind of see. Last thing I want to talk about real quick, final stage of Q School is coming up at Orange County National down in Florida. And uh, we've got some friends of the pod that are going to be playing down there, Steve and I, Byron Meth, who have been guests. But uh, my good buddy, Mike Creed is actually caddying down there. Now, you might say, why is he caddying at Final Stage Q School? Because he's cat- he caddies for Tyson Alexander, and Tyson's fully exempt, you know, into the Corn Ferry Tour and has all the starts he could use. Well, Mike was able to pick up a guy for Final Stage. and Very interesting story, just going back and forth in some caddy chat rooms and stuff. And someone said, hey, this, this guy, Yi Chun Chang, and again, I apologize if I mess that up, uh, but I'm doing my best as a trying to sound that out. But this guy doesn't have a caddy, and a bunch of people said, "Hey, well, you know, my buddy Mike doesn't have anybody, and he was thinking about maybe doing it, and he caddies for a tour pro, but you know, the tour pros are already exempt, so he doesn't have to play." And so Mike picks this guy up, has never met him, uh, doesn't know how to say his name, is not sure if he speaks English tries to do some research on the guy, finds out that he has won on the Asian tour four times, is ranked 198th in the world. Like, there are not going to be too many people ranked inside the top 200 that are going to be at final stage Q school. Okay, the average, like, Byron Meth is ranked 790th in the world, right? Steven Iam is like 1,001. Because, look, the top 300 people have status on either the Euro Tour, the Corn Ferry Tour, the PGA Tour. None of those guys are, are going through Q School. So what we think is that this guy just has never played over in the U.S., whether that's money concerns, travel things, who knows? I mean, it's, a, it's an enormous commitment to go from, you know, the Asian Tour over in Japan, he's Japanese, to come over here. Um, but he seems like a phenomenal player, and he's like, dude, like, you know, I've got my hands full now. Like, this is going to be incredible. We got probably one of the top guys in Q school. And then as soon as that's done, I'm heading off to the Bahamas uh, for Tyson's first event for the Corn Ferry Tour. Plus, very excited to announce that him and Tyson won a mini tour event. Um, I forgot what the name of the, the tour was down in Florida last week. And I had done a pod with Mike, which is not going to come out for another week or so. But we talk about that, and we talk about him being in the lead with Tyson. So they actually did hold on to win. They won by three, um, but a pretty decent payout of ten grand for a mini tour event win. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, it's awesome. 
So he, he's got that going on. He's another, you know, obviously a big time member of the leave the pin family working it out on, on tour there. And, uh, well, you know, things are happening, my man, things are happening, but I'm super excited to get into some simulator golf and kick your butt next week. Uh, yeah, I'm excited to play and probably get my butt kicked, but I'm just excited to be swinging a club. Well, you're going to get strokes. Obviously we're not going to play straight up. Oh, uh, hopefully you make as stupid a bets as you usually do when you give me like 10 strokes a hole. <laughs> well, uh, I'm not going to give you that much, but I'm thinking I'm thinking you might be able to earn five strokes per side, maybe six. Okay. Maybe seven, maybe seven strokes a side. I might, I might need seven. <laughs> maybe seven. Well, I'll, I'll see how you're chipping and putting in the beginning. Yeah, uh, the putting I might be okay because I've been putting at the house uh, a lot. But uh, the anything that involves actually swinging a club is going to be interesting. Nice. Interesting. We'll, well leave it at that. Yeah, hopefully you don't injure yourself trying to win the club head speed challenge. Oh, I'm throwing out my back. I can guarantee I, I figured as much. <laughs> and I normally, I don't ever overswing. I have such a tempo swing, so I don't expect to really win that one. Unless... My club head speed just happens to be faster, you know, normally. I have no idea, honestly. Oh, uh, no. I don't want you doing a regular swing for club head speed. I want, like, I got some notes today uh, from somebody, gave me a little bit of advice. Uh, one of my friends is uh, a world long driver. Yeah, so. I was going to say, that's, that's, that's an unfair <laughs> advantage when you have a, uh, a close friend that is ranked inside the, the WLD, you know, top 50 or top 25, whatever he's at now. Yeah. Uh, so he gave me a little advice on how to get the club head speed up. Um, my biggest concern is I just got my new driver this year and, um, that I'm going to go for it too hard, smack it off the floor and snap, (laughs) snap the head off. Well, I just hope we have that attempt on video. Uh, yeah, uh, either way, it's a win-win <laughs> for sure. Um, all right, people. So listen, go to our Instagram account at leave the pin, follow Tyler at creator LTP, click on the link in our bio, check out our shirts, check out everything we've got going on there. Listen on iTunes, Spotify, Google podcasts, wherever you do comment, leave a rating for us. We greatly appreciate that for all people helping us grow. Tyler, what else we got? Anything? Uh, not that, not much I could think of. Uh, not much I can think of offhand. All right. So Saturday, it's going to go down. We'll get a live pod from Infinity Golf in Phillipsburg, New Jersey, and uh, all the craziness that will occur with that. So as make always, sure you, people – oh, go ahead. Make, make sure you follow the uh, – because we'll definitely be putting stuff up on the uh, Instagram. So just make sure you're following on Saturday the uh, story and uh, make sure – you know interact with us. Let us know what, uh, what bets we should make, if we should make any that day. For sure. Sounds good. All right, people. So either get busy golfing or get busy dying.